Welcome to D-Loop, Melbourne Demons fan podcast. This week, the Demons finally got belted, with our second string midfield showing that it couldn't cut it with the top team in the competition. So Nitz, this loss was pretty predictable, and kind of understandable. Is it the start of a slide? So, uh, yes, it is the start of a slide, uh, but not because, I mean, I don't think it's their fault. I just think they're going up against, as you say, the team on top of the ladder right. with a pretty formidable, you know, amount of class in that team and kicking ability and that type of thing. And we just couldn't cut it. Our skill level just wasn't up to scratch. I mean, I thought that they tried hard. I don't think that they were, you know, it seemed like they were trying to tackle and trying to put pressure on the whole time. It didn't look like they gave up. Yeah, I feel like Melbourne supporters... We had a of entries as well. We did. I feel like Melbourne supporters were a little bit excessively negative after this game. I thought so as well. I mean, they, they scrapped pretty hard. Yeah. Against the odds. I mean, yeah. Adelaide's forward line is amazing. It's phenomenal. And we just, um, you know, we absolutely... We, we beat them really convincingly last time, but we also had pretty much our best team in. I mean, we didn't have Gorn and we didn't have Hogan, but aside from that, our midfield was absolutely flying. And when you take out three of those midfielders, I mean... Stuff's going to go wrong. And I, and so, I mean, it was predictable right. and it was understandable. And I do worry that we're going to get a little bit of a repeat performance against Port at the G. They just look amazing. Well, my huge concern is we now have Port Adelaide, then we have, I think, North Melbourne, and yeah, then GWS. Away, and then GWS, yeah. It's hard, to, hard for me to see us beating Port or GWS. Um, I mean, maybe we beat North Melbourne, but North Melbourne... Oh, we really should beat North Melbourne. But they're a bogey team, and that's in Tasmania. Yeah, it's correctly. true. It's true. So we could very easily... Then Brown will destroy us again. <laughs> we could very easily lose the next three. That's a bit of and a And without concern. even it really being the team's fault, it's just like we have no midfield. Yeah. Um, players like Hogan are still, you know, trying to get back to form. And so is Gorn, you know. I mean, I thought Gorn he lifted. He looks better. But, you know, he obviously still isn't the player he was at the start of the season, which is totally fair enough. Uh, given he's been out of the game for so long, and so and and the real issue for us as well in terms of in terms of whether or not there's going to be a slide is that Viney, Tyson, and Jones come in, and they're not necessarily going to be the players they were before right. they went out. You can't just transplant them in. You can't just sort of put them in. Way. I mean, even if even if Tyson and Watts had come back into the side this week, who would have said that we it would have made that much of a difference in right. terms of having a couple of weeks off? I mean, it you know. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to continually get back to, used to the pace of the game when you beat out for a little bit of time. Exactly. Exactly. I think I think that's a huge problem. So, I mean, after this week's loss, I was disappointed. But yeah, I was pretty disappointed. But also, I just wonder how much we can do. I mean, we can't cobble these weird wins together every week. I mean, Goodwin's, I think, coached pretty well, but there's only so much you can do with this lack of midfield. I mean, our back line... It got exposed completely. It got oh, completely, completely exposed. exposed. And Particularly like, our tools. Oh, I think so. And if there was ever a, you know, I'm not sure if after the weekend's performance, Jake Lever was really thinking, sign me up to the D's, you know. <laughs> it wasn't a great ad. It wasn't a great advertisement for him to be like, yeah, I really want to join this sinking ship. No, Maybe he can see a, a job ship. opportunity though. Because he would certainly fit into our Oh, defense. exactly. Yeah, there's no doubt <laughs> about that. Maybe there's no question. Like, no competition for spots. Maybe there. he really <laughs> thinks this is like a fixer-upper, you know. This is like a project <laughs> that he could work on. Um, no, I think, look, it's funny though, on Jake Lever, Damien Barrett, my favourite journalist, oh. seems to be under We're the impression not give Damien Barrett the credibility that he's coming to Melbourne. mentioning his nonsense. I know, I appreciate that. Given how much I spend time admonishing all of his opinions, it does seem a bit rich that I'm now drawing on his opinions to support um, my hope that Lever will come to the club. Until I do it, really want Lever to come. Until he announces he's going to come. I'm just going to ignore that whole story. Really? I mean, it's just media nonsense. I mean, on what basis is he That's actually going to come to Melbourne? 
Melbourne's interested, but apparently there's like five teams that are going. Well, Western from... Bulldogs are obviously going hard, and apparently yeah. Collingwood are also going hard. Right. So how... apparently everyone's going. So hard. how can you judge what's going on behind the scenes? That's but, true. Cheese, he'd be useful. So useful. Because you so look, at, look at our defenders. I think Oscar McDonald actually improved as the game went on, but he can't play on tax. Oh, that's needless to say, Kieran. I mean, that was pretty and obvious. And Sam Frost didn't have a great game. He had some Frost moments. Yeah, he? he did. He had a couple of fumbles that then led to a goal, and so he he caused a, lot, a couple of goals. And he got it was, caught. He, he did. He reminds me a little bit of what Tom McDonald used to be, maybe occasionally still is, in that he really backs his pace and his ability to play on and get around whoever he's against. But sometimes but often he it just, works, though. It, often it works, and it's a great skill. Because he's quick. But sometimes he'll just pick the most baffling moment. <laughs> and it'll end badly, it'll be a turnover, and then a goal. I know. So that's the kind of thing you get with Tom with Sam Frost. Why hasn't he signed? I'm sure he'll sign. I think he's just... Is there any danger of him leaving? Because no. if... I know, and as much as we're talking about our backline being exposed, Sam Frost leaving leaves a gaping hole in our backline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, I don't know. But I think he's probably just holding out for more money. Yeah, most likely. And he's, he's done his chances very well. I oh, mean, he's, he's been, been he's great, been great this, this season. I mean, it wasn't a great game. And Tex, yeah, completely carved up our, our backline yeah. and made them all look very amateur. Jenkins looked pretty good as well. Jenkins did look really good. And Tom Lynch looked amazing. Yeah. He was phenomenal. They've just got too many good forwards. And... You know, we can't cobble that together forever. In an ideal world, if Hogan was really in good form, we would have played Tom McDonald back this week. Yeah. This is probably a week you want three tall defenders. I think that's right. Um, but, you know, we have to play what we have. What do you think about our forward line? It did, I mean, we had so many entries. We had a lot of entries, which made me think, which made me sort of less, I, I don't know if it made me less frustrated with the loss or more frustrated, because we definitely had opportunities. I mean, Jeff Garlick kicked four behinds, right. Hogan missed shots. I mean, we all the whole team was missing shots, and so... It, it was frustrating. I mean, every time I went inside 50, we just turned it over. We just kicked it long and high way too much. Yeah. And Talia and Lever are some of the best intercept players. In yeah, the they just outmarked us every time. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, our forward line is, is, a, is a work in progress. And obviously, Hogan looked better, I think, as the game went on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easier for him to look better oh, after I the start. I like, you know, poor guy, just give him a break. Oh, I agree, I agree. I mean, he was presenting to the right spot. Right, I think He was that's nearly, right. nearly marking everything, marking yeah. Uh, he had one really nice mark. He did, it was towards the end. I think it was in the fourth quarter on the yeah. wing. Yeah, that he's was just, a Jesse-esque mark. He's just building his confidence. I mean, I maintain what I said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, that he should have come back through the VFL. I mean, he is a confidence player, and clearly he's a long way off. So I would have loved to him to go back and kick... Six goals on some, on some like pack hill defender or something. destroy some punk kid. Yeah, destroy heavily or something. And then heavily? And, Why heavily? Oh, I don't know. He's the only VFL player I can think of. There you go. Um, but look, <laughs> he's in now. Yeah. Um, I think it's ridiculous that people seem to be calling for him to be dropped. Oh, and... I think it's absurd. There's no, there's no, what value could come out of dropping him? There's yeah. no value in that. Just give him a few weeks. He'll get there eventually. Completely, completely. Um, He'll be fine. Um, but the person I was a bit disappointed in, I have to mm. say, Kieran, is your mate, your favourite player, in fact, the not namesake of this podcast, but the picture's sake of this podcast, Cam Pedersen. <laughs> Did Cam Pedersen. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't a great game. He turned the ball over a couple of times. Exactly. He wasn't much of a marking No. Jeez, it wasn't great. And my worry with the big ped is maybe it's a little bit like Gorn in that he just needs to be the number one ruckman to succeed. Well, he's not even a ruckman, though. That's the, He became a ruckman kind of like a permanent ruckman this season alone but it's hard to explain i feel like some players gain a lot of confidence from being the number one guy yeah and just needing all the play to go through them the problem is i mean when ped drifts out of the game he really drifts out you just don't even notice him 
Yeah. It's extraordinary. And what he's been able to do the last couple of weeks, at least before this week, is still bob up late in the game with a nice little contribution. He, no, he was actually a real game changer, I think, in our last couple of weeks. Like, yeah. even the West Coast game, he wasn't doing anything until the last quarter. Right. He took a great mark and then set up Tom McDonald for that, for an amazing goal in the goal but, square. But it's just hard for that to be sustainable, you know, yeah. like a brilliant play in the last quarter. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to hold that up. So The question is, is though, when Watts comes back into the side, yeah. I think it's going to be bye-bye Ped. Ped's going to be in some trouble, I have to be honest. I mean, I hate to say it, but you look at that forward line, particularly if you keep Tom McDonald in there. Yeah. You can't really play Watts, Ped, Tom McDonald, and Hogan together. Particularly if they're all kind of lacking in confidence. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Unless Ped can can play as a bit of a defender. But, I mean, Gorn, I think, really does prefer to be the number one Ruckman. Yeah. And clearly we can rotate Tom McDonald in as Ruck occasionally, yeah, or, or Watts, Watts, as we've done before. I mean, look, I'm still not as convinced by the whole Tom McDonald and Watts and the Ruck move right. as you seem to be. But no, I, I don't love it, but, I mean, Pedersen needs to give us a lot around yeah, the Yeah, he needs to give much more than what he's giving at the moment. I agree. Yeah. I mean, look, we've got to keep playing him this week. Um, is that just for your sake, or is that for <laughs> the team's sake? I'm curious. I, I, I can't really give you a good reason why. Oh, I see. Let's okay. give him one last chance. One because, more chance. Because I think he's been so good this season. He has. He's had a great season. it would be a crying season. shame to drop him now. A crying shame. But I just, our team structure, I don't know. It's not working it. at the moment. There's something, the forward line is a bit dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing is, I guess maybe we won't keep the Tom McDonald up forward experiment forever. I mean, it didn't really work this week. No, it didn't. But that being said, I mean, I, I do like him up forward. I just think he's, right now, he looks like the most dangerous marking forward. Albeit didn't have a great game on the weekend, but I think in general, right. I like having him there. But if Hogan gets back to form, if yeah. Watts is in, yeah. do you want Tom McDonald? Maybe I think we, we, get a, just... we get a bit top heavy at that I point. agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. But does that free up a spot for Ped? I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question. Um, but let's move off that depressing topic. Let's... <laughs> Do we have a serious discipline problem? Yes. I think this is a nonsense question, but you wanted it asked. So it, go ahead. It absolutely, we have a discipline problem. Are you serious? Bernie Vince, I, but again, another potential suspension. I think this is just honestly Bernie Vince's general clumsiness. I think he does this probably every season of his career. I don't think you can extrapolate like some like club problem from But there is a club problem in general where Simon Gowen came out last week and said Everybody is going to, you know, we, we don't have a discipline problem. People are very wary of the fact that we're not, you know, we should, we can't keep getting more players suspended given our injury list. Right. And, you know, it's like general clumsiness or not, it doesn't matter. Like you have to take a little bit more care given the number of injuries we have and given the number of players we're missing. Of course. And look, the bets thing was stupid. I'm not excusing that. It's ridiculous. I don't think that's like standard it's bets. A, that's just it's another cheap shot off the ball. That's right. what is so frustrating. But, and but I don't think you'll get suspended for the bets thing. I mean, by the time people listen to this, they might know the answer. But I don't think you'll get suspended for that. The issue is the bump. And I honestly think that's just his technique. You don't think he'll get suspended for the bets one? Really? I don't know if it would be he's sufficient He's got a bad contact. record. He but he has got a bad record, though, and they're not very sympathetic to that stuff. The thing is, Will Schofield got in, like, I mean, in putting mm. aside this diving gate, but yeah. Will Schofield still copped a week for that. Right. And I I don't know this, but I'm willing to assume that Bernie probably doesn't have as great a record as Will Schofield does. Oh, Bernie has a terrible he's record. He's got a bad sure. record, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. see, he's still copped a week for that. So I'm not, I'm not you know, too confident about his chances here, kids. Yeah. But we do, we absolutely have, do. we absolutely have a problem with discipline. I, I don't think so. I think Simon Goodwin needs to come out and make a statement about that because it's just accurate. But what's he going to come out and say? What would the statement be? We have a discipline problem. <laughs> that's, that's a statement. Well, what does that achieve? I accept the criticism being leveled at the club. <laughs> that, that's it. What, that's what I expect from Goody. I don't think there's much he can really, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure internally they're talking about it, but... Well, they have to. I mean, this is just another... Like, we went through the list the other day, but so Bernie got suspended at the start of the season. Then it was followed up with Hogan and Lewis, then Salem, Mm. then Bug, and now Bernie Vince again, <laughs> twice in one quarter. Yeah, it's not or great in one timing. half, rather. It's not great, it's not great timing. timing. You can't just, it's just becoming a merry-go-round of suspensions. But maybe the nice thing of all this is it gives another fringe player a chance. Ah, uh, this is your nice segue, <laughs> Kieran. Yeah, thank you. So, Nates, what did you make of our fringe players? Because, I mean, our injury crisis has meant that all these randoms are getting a game. Randoms. <laughs> um, what do you think? Joel Smith? Oh, it wasn't a great game for Joel Smith. No. It didn't. I'm interested in why they didn't play him in the VFL before bringing him back into the AFL. I think it's very strange. Yeah. Because one thing I think the club has been pretty consistent about is not bringing young players in unless they have a bit of a run of form. Exactly. And exactly. he's been out with injury for ages. For ages. I mean, so he injured his shoulder in the very first game. Right. He played a great first quarter. It was a great first quarter, but he injured himself in the very first quarter. Well, first game, sorry. Yeah. And then he was out, and then they just brought him straight back in. It was really interesting, actually. I wasn't sure why they did that. The coaches love him. I yeah, don't know. They he kind of looks like a bit of a Colin Gall and Jeremy Howe love child. So, he looks more more. So maybe Howe that's why they're yeah, throwing him in immediately. <laughs> a merger of two players. Uh, he still he had one or two nice moments. I think later on, he clearly is good at taking the game on. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think it's just a strange player to to rush back in. I agree you rush with back that. Watts. You don't rush back Joel Smith. I agree with that. I mean, they did rush back Wagner. Well, from memory, I don't think Wagner did play in the VFL, did he? Or maybe he no, played one no, game. No, he did. Yeah, and Wagner, I don't think was out for as long as Smith. I mean, Smith's been out for like twelve weeks. Yeah, or that's true. How long yeah. was Wagner out for? I don't think for as long. Okay. Yeah. So, so Smith didn't look great. What did you think of Jay Kennedy Harris? Got a lot of the ball. He did. He did. He might have been. I think it was our second highest disposal. He was. Rate. He was. I thought he had a classic moment where he was running forward, we had a nice attacking sequence, and he kicked it into the back of, of Nibbler, Alex Neil Bullen, <laughs> which is almost the classic Rowan Bale moment. I feel Rowan Bale would have been proud at that moment. All the fringe players colliding together to interrupt a forward You think that's thrust. what Rowan Bale would be proud of? Well, <laughs> really? maybe not proud of. I think he'd recognise that moment. <laughs> um, I don't know about his performance. He got a lot of the ball, but jeez, he turned it over. Yeah. I mean, maybe, look, it's worth persevering with him for at least a couple of weeks. Of course. And seeing how he goes. At least he's getting the ball. That's a start. I mean, it's better than some VFL players, well, VFL, former VFL players who come in and then just don't even get near it. He's getting the ball, yeah. I mean, his disposal just didn't look good. I agree. It didn't look good. You give give him more time. You give him more time. And they clearly rate him enough to play him in the midfield. Completely. I was really surprised about that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I thought they'd play him half forward or something, but... So you give him a few games. I think that's fair. I was a bit sad about Dean Kent. I was very sad about Dean Kent. It was a great tackle on Roy Sloan. I mean, obviously really sad that Roy Sloan got, you know, so badly injured. But it was, you know, I was, I really liked Dean Kent. Yeah. And that's really sad because he's now probably not going to be out, not going to be able to play for the rest of the season. Would that be accurate? Well, we don't know. We don't don't know. But yeah, it's been such a rough season for him. I know. He hasn't made it. I mean, he kicked a goal. He didn't look amazing, but I still think he would have been a pretty useful player for us late in the game. his tackling pressure was lifting. I, I, was, I was appreciative of his tackling pressure. Yeah. I mean, he did some handy things. I think it's sad for him. But look, as he's contracted for next year. He is. Maybe you just ride off the season, have a big preseason and, and then just come give back. him a go. Because I, I honestly right. believe he's so much better than he's shown this year. This year he's been very mediocre. Is Dean Kent after Pedersen your favourite player? I do love those two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right up there. Right up there. Yeah. Yeah, for reasons unbeknownst to all, <laughs> including me, perhaps. Um, but on that very similar theme, it's this week's edition of the Rowan Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance. Um, who stood out for you? So I think it has to go to Milkshakes. 
You always think it has to be no, milkshakes. No, I don't think it always has to go to milkshakes. <laughs> I thought milkshakes was the only one who looked like our most dangerous forward all day, to be honest. He did. It wasn't saying much. It wasn't saying much, but, but that's, it was an underrated performance. I mean, I saw that. I don't think that AFL.com even listed him in the best. And so, outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> but you know what? He kicked like three goals, and yeah. that's three goals more than anybody else did on our team. So, yeah. yeah. He's a good finisher, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and well, he's, he's, he's quite dangerous. No, he kicked three goals. He yeah. kicked three goals, yeah. He was good. But I want to put out a bit of an unusual nomination. What about Bernie Vince? Bernie Vince cannot win this week. So though. you're tainted because you're obsessed with this sort of discipline thing. I am obsessed with the discipline thing. Oh, you're such a wuss. No, I'm a wuss. Bernie Vince kept Sloan before he got um, concussed to like five possessions after two and a half quarters. It was really like a remarkable performance given that we were just getting killed. Right. Um, I thought that was great. And he used the ball pretty well. He had a couple of nice passes. I don't know. I feel like this was once again Vince showing that he's still got something at AFL level. He's looked, you know, a fair bit off it for oh, a lot of the I season. I was pretty frustrated all game. I'm not going to lie. So it's yeah. hard for me to sit there and glowing and speaking glowing terms of his performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe in principle you can't win it when you're going to get suspended twice oh, in the game. Exactly. Uh, but for his non-suspendable acts, I think <laughs> it was a very competent performance. Um, but okay, you win. Uh, milkshakes it is yet again. Yes. Which has got a nice real stack of the Ron Bale. He has. Yeah. Um, this week, Nates, I'm terrified about. You know, I don't think we have much of a chance. So let's yeah. have a think. We say that every week. We this do. Week, We're I very really negative every week. I really believe that too. Let's have a look at the ins and outs. So yeah. ins this week. So Goody said that it's definitely going to be Tyson and Watts will definitely be in. You said right. that in the press conference. I've heard Tyson and Watts before. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson and Watts for the fourth week in a row. So I think Viney will come back in. That's what he seems to hint at. Really? I don't know. He said something about Viney coming in. Can some of our listeners correct us if I'm, if if I'm wrong about no, this? I've heard, I've heard rumours about that too. I thought there it, were rumours that Viney was going to come back in. It just seems bizarre to me. I mean, Dave Wilson will come forward with these timelines of like three, four weeks and yeah. suddenly Viney's just ready, ready to go. I know Viney's like crazy intense. He is intense. Isn't there a risk that Viney is just... Like, you know, saying he's good to go when he's not. Oh, but, you know, is that that bad? Like, it is. It's, classic... it's a disaster if he gets injured. I know, but you know how, like, he'll just attack his rehab, you know? He's just like, <laughs> he just attacks everything. We just need him back so badly. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, those three would be the ins if they're would all Would be the ins. Um, yeah, absolutely. But then there's no sort of guarantee they're going to be able to match up with the Port midfield, which is doing really well at the moment. Right. Even with Viney back. Even with Viney back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but we need Tyson back. I mean, that's going to be critical. Um, So, I mean, we clearly, we lose Kent. Yes. We almost certainly lose Vince. I think that's right. And the Uh, P-man. Yeah. I mean, Pedersen's in a little bit of trouble, but uh, my honest guess is Viney won't come back. That just seems ridiculous. So that will keep Pedersen. That'll keep Pedersen. I think we'll bring Tyson and Watts. Is that like something, you're like the only Melbourne fan who is sitting there hoping that Viney doesn't come back. (laughs) Like actually the only one who's like, Viney, please. I just don't want the coaching panel to do something they'll regret. Oh, that's true. That's something they'll regret. (laughs) It is. Um, Yeah. I mean, they're big ins. Watts would have been huge on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but just like, as a target, my God. But, anyway. but like you said, I mean, he's been out for four weeks. Yeah. Is he going to come back in, in crap form? Have a impact? Probably not. Probably not. No. I mean, I don't know. And nor should we expect that. I mean, we, we just, look, we've had a really, really rough run with injuries this year. I'm still, you know, slightly hopeful that we'll still make the finals. Or maybe that's a little bit negative even to say that I'm only slightly hopeful. We're still in the eight at the moment. I mean, I'm definitely hopeful, but I'm worried that, other teams are peaking at the right I time. I agree. And other teams don't have the same injuries. And other teams don't have the same injuries. At the same I mean, time. Port Adelaide, as far as I know, do not have a single injury. That's pretty amazing. But and they're also playing super well. Well, they've also beaten no teams inside the top eight. Might change this week, but... Well, is that true? I thought they did finally beat someone in the top eight. 
I mean, no, they beat. I think they beat West Coast when West Coast was nine. Ah, that's right. Okay, and then they I beat see. North Melbourne last week. That's right. So they because they lost to Richmond, bullies. right? Yeah, they did lose to Richmond. That's what I was thinking about. Okay. I mean, this chat's a bit, bit, um, bit dodgy because it really depends on what time, what week they've played these teams. Right, exactly. Because everybody's a. been going like seesawing back right. and forth in the A. But yeah. whatever, it's still true right now, as far yeah. as I know. Um, I mean, who do we play on Robbie Gray? Well, that's the thing. Vince would have been quite useful on Robbie Gray. I guess you probably play. Neville Jedda on him when he's playing forward. Yeah. But then who plays on Wingard? I don't know. Like Joel Smith? I don't think Wagner? Joel Smith will be playing on no, Wingard. No, but I mean, who else would play on him? I think Neville Jedda has to go to Wingard. And I then don't do really know what we do about Robbie Gray. That's just so hard. It is very hard. I mean, do you put milkshakes back or something? It's also concerning to me that Ryder is in such good form. Yeah. Is it guaranteed that he's going to play this week, though? I know he was iced up at the end of the game last week. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't done my oppo analysis. Oh, you haven't yet? Yeah. 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 Been a bit sloppy. Um, and Char- then big Charlie, Charlie Dixon. Dixon. He's got, Jeez, he's he's got all, the, all the makings of a big key forward who could absolutely demolish us. I mean, if we're getting demolished by Ben Brown, we could absolutely get demolished by Charlie Dixon. Yeah. But look, you play Frost on him. Frost is big, big strong, um, quick. It might not work, but I think you just play him all game. At the very least, it would be a good learning thing for him. Um, This is a learning experience for the club at the moment. We're already into learning We're already into rebuilding, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. And it annoys me because I feel like Port are kind of flat-track bullies, and if we got our whole team together, we could beat them the contested ball enough that even though they have advantages, we could still beat them. I agree. I mean, I just don't know how we win this. They're quick. They're skillful. Their kids are good. Sam Pepper is a gun. Yeah, they look pretty good at the G. They look really good at the G. Against Collingwood, they looked amazing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's It's going to be tough. But, but we're, as always, we're very positive on this podcast. I swear, I think every single wrap-up that we do here and every <laughs> single round preview that we do is always like, ooh, this team's so much better than our team. How are we going to win? Yeah. But the pessimism is what the fans keep coming back for. Is it what the fans keep coming That's back for? Want. Please let please, us know. Please tell us, fans. Please tell us. Would you prefer some positivity on this podcast? <laughs> well, you're not going to get it. <laughs> Well, Nitz, that's it for this week's episode of Deluded. Um, We'll be in your podcast feed, as always, a few days after every game. Um, Please keep emailing us with comments at deluded1964 at gmail.com and tweet us at deludedpodcast. Uh, Rowan Bales still hasn't responded to my last comment. Did Sam Frost respond to your last one? Uh, No, Sam Frost does not. Is Uh, anyone responding to your tweet except for Lior? No, no, no. Leo and uh, Leo's family members are the key <laughs> so we respondents. Have the the Harrell family are <laughs> we, the main. We have the Harrell family as Twitter followers. Right, exactly. Well, if anybody else wants to join the Harrell family on the bandwagon, you know the runaway freight train that is the Eluded <laughs> Podcast, please follow us. Oh, and also we're setting up a Facebook page this week at Long Oh last. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so please like our Facebook uh, page. Uh, it'll be called Deluded, unsurprisingly. Uh, and we'll see you after next week. Go days. Go days.